Welcome to Podcast Versus Player, episode 172. I'm one of your hosts, Carl. And as always, I'm joined by a man who just watched a documentary about beavers. Best damn show he's ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) It's only bloody Dan. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm fine, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. How's quarantine treating you? I mean, I'm not... Trapped indoors, so it's pretty much business as usual for me. Oh, that's true, actually. Yeah, you've been returned to work, so to speak. I have. I've been uh, released back into the industry. I have not. <laughs> like a raging fucking <laughs> paedophile. No, oh. wait. <laughs> I was meant to say predator. I mean, you kind of, right? Yeah, well, I mean, it's the same grounds. Just as kind of like a fucking PTA. I'm not. <laughs> a PTA? Public, oh no, PSA, there public service announcement. <laughs> public service announcement. Yeah, for people with lisps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's one of the funniest things today. you are going to say today. That is good grief. If you, uh, to anyone who's got lisps. <laughs> but it's okay because we've got a PTA coming out to tell you all about no, it. No, I don't. I'm never going to be able to unhear that now. Uh, This week's episode is brought to you by Blueberry Blueberry is a premier podcast hosting service And with Podcast Versus Player You can get one month for what, Dan? Free, mate Absolutely free Yes Simply go to blueberry.com And use promo code PVP To start your podcasting adventure (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you fucked it at the end But it was fine I mean, I, th- I thought I'd got away with it till I was You didn't at all. I thought it was a fucking drive-by. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's that bit out of the way. Um, I assume there's more to come. Yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. We'll yeah. see you next time. Um, did you see the uh, the video doing the rounds about the the monkey? The monkey. Hmm. I mean, if you don't want it, it's off that, then no, you haven't. <laughs> no, so monkey. I will tell you what caused me to click the video. Purely the headline. Monkey riding a motorcycle steals child. Hmm. So I watched it, and it's it's exactly what the fucking... What is, the, this like the, uh, is it a chimp? Is it not a monkey? No, that's the thing. It's not a chimp. It's like a small monkey with a long tail. Oh. Um, I'll find uh, what, it. This is just like on the back of a bike, or something. No, he's on like a little mini motorbike, like it's a little tiny monkey motorbike, and what? Um, he just comes bombing down this like alleyway, and uh, there's some like young kids. Like the the girl he takes is like maybe four, five, maybe, um, and he just literally jumps off it, grabs her, and just starts dragging her down the street, and then like a guy chases him down. Am I mm. dreaming now? What, what the fuck are you on about? <laughs> Dan, wake up. Come back to me. <laughs> no, I'll find it now. I'll find it. I'll, I'll send it to you. Okay, right. I don't understand that. Like, surely that, that's clearly a trained monkey. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be trained. But is it a trained monkey to steal children? Or is it I just get... sort of like it's taking advantage of its job? I think either one or two things. So 
Um, the less likely option, for, for me personally, anyway, I'm not a fucking... <laughs> I don't know anything about monkeys and their habits and shit. Mm. But because of uh, the COVID situation, there might be um, less... So basically, my context for this theory is uh, there's a place, I can't remember where it is, but basically there's loads of monkeys and other primates and stuff, but their their primary source of food is people just like chucking food at them and they eat it. Um, and It'd be a lot of places that way. Yeah, 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 lots and lots, but like they don't go hunting, they don't go, they basically don't get, get their own food, they just rely yeah, on... Yeah, their behaviours change. It's like the yeah. Like if, if the human populace just been overnight and just died would they be able to survive well that's the thing in their numbers probably not I mean some probably would be fine but you know when you're when you turn into a scavenger Mm. and you're not a hunter you're um, a bit limited aren't you yeah exactly yeah so I mean if Obviously, I suppose it's the same for us, I guess. Like, we don't have any sort of, like, hunter instincts anymore. Yeah, if so, we didn't cut my tea, I'd be dead already. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, if they just went, oh, all the supermarkets are closed. Um, like, if you had to either grow something or... I mean, to be fair, I think I'd have a pretty good go at growing to, um Because like of some... Stardew Valley. <laughs> no, not because of Stardew Valley. Like, when I was a kid, um, like, my dad had an allotment in a greenhouse and, you know, one of the things that we used to do after school was, like... Um, you know, we water the tomatoes and, you know, we grow potatoes mm. and carrots and that sort of stuff. And for the most part, growing root vegetables in this country is really not too difficult. Oh, well, I did. I grew you, cucumbers, tomatoes. Um, what's the shit cucumber? Aubergine. Okay. Yep. And some jalapenos last year. Yeah. it's But that's the thing. It's fairly... As long as you've got relatively fertile soil, you've got plenty of rain, plenty of sun-ish. And... You know, that's it. You just pretty much just leave them to it. But you've still got to wait for a, a certain amount of time before they are farmable. Yeah. And then you've yeah. got to wait a year or whatever before you can start growing them again. Mm. So what do you do in that interim period? Get a monkey. <laughs> Either hire some monkeys that can steal children for you to eat, or you can, you know, try and kill a deer or something. Yeah. And that's well, where I think a lot of people would struggle. I, th- I think that's... I think it either comes down to the monkeys are that desperate for food that they are they're grabbing. No things. bollocks! I don't I don't buy that because but, why the fuck would it be on a bike? That, well, that that leads me to my second thing. What I think is most likely is it is like child predators have trained these monkeys to snatch children. Because again, who else would give a monkey a bike and get it to go and steal a kid? <laughs> well, no, I think it's probably just it's like a performance monkey, so it's just sort of like. You know, it just sort of does like little laps or whatever, and people are like, "Oh, that's that's cute. It's a monkey on a bike," and it's just sort of gone rogue. It's Maybe. like I'm, I'm gonna have some because like, I don't know. So I know that some monkeys have like carnivore instincts to mm. a degree. Like most of them are vegetarian. Quite, quite but, a lot of monkeys are carnivores. Uh, primates, yeah, so. but for a single monkey that size to go after a human. Knowing what a it's human is. It's quite a small is, monkey, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he, he clearly went for the smallest of the lot, but mm. he would still, there was no way he was going to be able to drag that thing off on its own. Needed like, his if bike. That, if that kid put up <laughs> somewhat of a fight, it would overpower it almost immediately. I'm more surprised like, at how it, the kid just got up like nothing had happened. <laughs> well, it was sort of just like, maybe it just happens all the time there. Maybe. Could, I mean, monkeys. that's another possibility. You always handcuff yourself to an adult. 
just in case a monkey tries to run off with you and you can't they can't carry you and an adult as well. I do it all the time. <laughs> I'm always handcuffed to Dan. <laughs> but if you know, if it was a, a monkey after food sort of thing, you know, that's that's the sort of thing we're going right, we're going after a big like lions don't hunt individually, do they? You know, they hunt in packs, like the same as wolves. They're quite lazy, aren't they, lions? Well, yeah, but all the lionesses are usually the ones who are sorting stuff out. Yeah, but yeah. um you know, when you're tackling a bigger animal, you need backup. Mm. A single monkey was never going to make it out of a city with a kid on a bike. I mean, I mean unless it was a moped. Because <laughs> he jumps off it, doesn't he? But if he if he stayed on the bike and just dragged the kid while riding the bike. <laughs> well, it would have to, like, lasso her. And then, like, around the ankles and then, like, put it over his shoulder and then power on on the bike. Do you think this is the start of Planet of the Apes? I mean, if it's those type of monkeys, I'm sure we'll be fine. <laughs> just get a broom. <laughs> yeah, sweep them out the door. If it's silverbacks, oh, yeah, I'd be I mean, a bit more concerned. You, you just kind of go with what they, well, not what they say, but... Like, what they tell you to do, yeah. If, if they point at you to stand up and walk with them, you, you're just going to get up and go. <laughs> yeah, those things are killing machines. Mm, like, as far as, as as far as humans are concerned, they they would destroy you without any any real effort do you think we've got any any humans that could take on a silverback i'd say like some proper like um some like mma like fighters or some boxers maybe you know people who are like trained to take oh, hits about well, a mountain from game of thrones but is he a fighter though yeah just because you're just because you're big doesn't that, mean well no he was, he was like uh i don't know don't correct me i'm gonna just come out and say i don't know but he's 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 like the world's strongest man from Sweden or wherever. Yeah, but again, he's lifting weights he- that doesn't that doesn't mean that you can swing a punch as well as someone who could be sixty kilos lighter than you. Like say, Bruce Lee could probably lay you out if oh, you've yeah. been in a fight yeah. before. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's it's the training of how to do it. So I reckon if you if you got someone who was like a heavyweight boxer or something like that, someone who's used to taking like big punches to the head. Um, and you put them up, but the thing is, though, it's not just the fact that they're enormous and they can smack your fucking head off. <laughs> it's the fact that it's nothing to them. It's not yeah. like they're swinging this huge arm and it's all this effort. They just fucking rip you apart without any. They, they, I don't think that you would stand a chance unless you gave someone a stick or a bat or a gun. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think you'd really stand much of a chance. I think if it was like furious and you jumped into its house or whatever or you just booted one of its kids in the head and you were like come on let's go for it i think you would tear your fucking arms off you booted one of its kids in the head well that would freak it out wouldn't it yeah probably more likely to lay the fuck into you well but that's exactly it like that that would be enough for it to just be like okay well i'm not going to try and scare you off you've attacked a kid you're dead that's it your your dinner to now that's yeah. that's it well, I did see, I, I, speaking of gorillas, I did see a video, I think it was on Instagram or something like that the other day, and it was two gorillas, like massive gorillas, like in a, in a zoo, and they were just kicking the shit out of each other. I mean, the, their punches were so fast, and they were just like battering each other. And there was this woman who was like, oh my God, where's the zookeeper? And like the person who posted the video was just like, it, it like obviously posted it and then put a little caption up. It was just like, what do you expect the zookeeper to do? Jump in there and fucking fight them off. <laughs> it's like, break it up, lads. Come on, break it up. They would rip him in half. Are you mental? I saw a video yesterday of a guy, it, like he works in a zoo 
Um, it's it's in some other country, um, but in the enclosure there's a turtle and it's like stuck on its back. Right. So like, the like the zookeeper goes into the enclosure and he like it's like all water and it's kind of like like a little island in the middle mm-hmm. and he jumps across to it and picks this turtle up and then all these fucking crocodiles start circling. Him. Holy shit! <laughs> and he's just like, but he holds the turtle out as if to say like. Stay back. <laughs> I've got a fucking turtle. <laughs> and then, well, it's like, going to pull the head off like a grenade. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know what he planned to do. And then he, he, he puts it in the water and the turtle fucks off. And one of the crocodiles, or alligators, I'm not sure, um, starts making its way into the island. So he starts walking back the other way. And then there's like three others. And then as he jumps across back to the gate, a crocodile just pops his head out literally as his foot goes over. And he gets out. He gets out and just locks the thing and carries on working. And it's like, fuck me, he was so close. I'll tell you what, there are some fucking dangerous animals on well, this. But planet. I don't understand, right? Because I literally, you could see as soon as you saw the crocodile, you're like, this is going to go one of two ways. He's either going to get eaten, or he's going to be really lucky. But where the turtle was, if he just fucked off and got a big stick, he could have just moved it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it wasn't like. Um, or just put in one of those, um, like you just attach one of those self-writing mechanisms from Robot Wars onto the turtle, <laughs> it's just like and pring. it just, ping, and just pops it over. Well, no, it's just fucking people are just stupid. Well, I've got I've got no sympathy for people who work with animals. I say work with, sort of like work within in, in quotes, you know, torture to a degree. You know, people who are sort of like you know they they open a crocodile's mouth and they put the hand in to go, yeah. oh, look how well trained it is, whatever. You deserve to get your fucking arm bitten off. If yeah, unless, unless you're a vet, you shouldn't be putting your hand anywhere near that fucking crocodile. No, and zookeepers, I've got nothing but respect for them mm. because, you know, they, I'm, I'm sure that every one of them genuinely really cares that you know about every one of those animals and they want to make sure that they're okay. Yeah. And, you know, zoos aren't great in concept anyway, but when you're talking about some species that are endangered... You know, it is a way for them to still. You know, it shouldn't just be a sort of uh, "oh, look at them tap on the glass" kind of deal. It should be sort of like you know, it's a conservation project that you could visit. What about Jurassic Something Park? Like that. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly like Jurassic Park in concepts, not with dinosaurs. But you know, you should just be able to go and see these endangered species, and your purchasing a ticket to go and see them is what funds it or whatever. Yeah, that, that's but, what it should be. So you, you paying to go should be what looks after the animals not what keeps the business open that makes yeah, sense I, I, I know, I'd, I'd I know like you can't th- have one or without the other but I, I know yeah but I'd, I'd like to think that most sort of zoos and safaris or whatever I imagine that that's kind of their goal it's just like we're not here to make money we just want to we want to bring people in yeah, yeah so we can carry on doing what we're doing sort of thing but you know for a fact that there are some that will just be like let's just see how we can exploit the shit out of these animals of course as much they as we are. can do and if that's the case and you're working with some dangerous animal, if you want to go in and say, hey, how about we do sort of Mighty Boosh style, let's have kangaroo boxing or something like that, and you get your head caved in, good. Yeah. <laughs> you went up against an animal that's significantly stronger than you and it kicked your head in. But then also, don't put it down. Yeah, it's not the fucking you, kangaroo's fault. No, if you get in there and square up to it and it kicks your fucking head in, well, that's just that, that's the lay of the land. That's yeah. just nature. You got the shit kicked out of you. For being a fucking idiot. <laughs> move on or die. <laughs> fucking hell. I mean, That's I it. fully agree with you, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, did you have some anyway, news? Anyway, I just had a little bit of news for monkeys you. or whatever. Um, 
I assume you've already seen the news. Happy May the 4th for yesterday. Yeah, it was, yes. And happy May 5th today. It's the 5th of May, not May 5th, right? Do you remember how the English calendar works? It's day, month, year, not month, day, year. Like yeah, idiots. but it's like, it's May the 4th be with you, and then May right, 5th that's... for Sith. <laughs> is that a thing? It actually is. Bollocks, <laughs> so, I don't believe you. In your face. No, it is, honestly. <laughs> what, uh, agreed by the government, is this? Or is this just something that the Star Wars Instagram's decided to do? Me and George Lucas. <laughs> He's got no say in the matter. <laughs> Anyway, there was lots and lots of Star Wars news yesterday, Dan, um, including a new director for the new Star Wars film. He's, I thought it was uh, Ryan Johnson. No. So Wasn't he doing the uh, Old Republic trilogy? I don't know what's oh, wait, happening no, um, no, that wasn't Ryan Johnson, was it? It was... Um, shit, I can't remember now. But either way, it was someone... Someone who directs movies. <laughs> but that was it. I can't remember if it was someone that directed some movies that I really liked. Or it was like a TV show. Something really obscure. I can't remember, but I'm that, sure that was, was the last um, thing I saw. I'm sure it was Rian Johnson that was given the... That's what I thought. But the Republic stuff. I don't know. Just give everything to the Russos. That should be the rule. I mean, that's who it is. It's not. <laughs> um, is it Tarantino? <laughs> I'd love that. He said he wanted to do a Star Trek film, didn't he? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I want him to do a Star Trek one, a Star Wars one, and then he can retire, knowing that he's done everything he could. What? In life? <laughs> yeah. I mean, once you've done absolutely amazing films like he's been doing for the last God knows how long. Like, when was the last time he did a film that was a, a, something established, a franchise? Um, if he came in and said, right, we're not doing any of this, you know, no one actually gets hurt with the lightsaber thing. I've been watching Rebels over the last few days, and the amount of people that are not getting shot and not getting cut with lightsabers is really starting to do my tits in. <laughs> I mean... It is really annoying. That's not Tarantino's fault. <laughs> no, but I, I think that he would, he'd be the one to change all that. And he'd be like, no, bollocks, I'm not doing any of this. Like, if you get hit with a lightsaber, your head's gone. That's it. That's the rule. Well, I don't think it's a rule, is it? <laughs> I don't. I just don't understand why they go. Well, I've got a lightsaber. And I'm fighting a stormtrooper, but I'm going to kick him instead. Well, you put your fucking lightsaber through him, and still, then he's definitely not going to bother. It's anymore. still mostly a children's thing, Dan. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, the director for the new uh, Academy Award-winning director, shall I say, um, Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. There we go. Uh, who recently won Best Adapted Screenplay for Jojo Rabbit. Have you seen Jojo yet? I haven't. I've literally had it on my list of things to watch since the day you said you need to watch it. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, and it's, it's real good. I just and to anyone out there who hasn't, who's hasn't, who got the opportunity to watch Jojo and you haven't yet, honestly, give it a go. Definitely worth it. He also directed the last episode of The Mandalorian. He did, and it's probably the best episode. (laughs) Was he in it? He, yeah, he's uh, he's the voice of the fucking droid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, What's it? Oh no, no, that wasn't him. That was um... no. He's the voice of no. Yeah, it is because it's it's the same droid. It's just not the same because it's recommissioned, isn't it? No, no. um, It's bloody what's his face, Moss from. No, that's the droid off the ship with the uh, Twilight. The mercenaries. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ytt is the uh, the droid from the first episode. 
And then the little pig dude reformats him so he's like a nurse droid. Oh, the IG tune. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, right, yeah. I knew he was in it in some capacity, yeah. yeah sure. Um, also, what we do in the shadows. Well, obviously. But, you know. Um, so, joining him on the screenplay... And Ragnarok, if we're just yeah, going to oh, name yeah, random Ragnarok, projects yeah. that he's done. <laughs> Things that people might have actually seen. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, joining him on the screenplay will be Academy Award nominee uh, Christy wilson Carnes, uh, who directed 1917 and Last Night in Soho. What a great film. Um, which also won a BAFTA Award for Outstandest British Film of the Year. What, 1917? Yeah. It doesn't surprise me. That film's fucking brilliant. Um, and Leslie Headland, uh, who's done Russian Doll and Bachelorette. I've, I've seen neither. Russian Doll's Ace. I've not watched it. Oh, the Netflix It's on Netflix, show. yeah. Yeah, oh man, it's like it's such a weird... like it was The sort of thing, in theory, I probably shouldn't like. But man, when you get started on it, it's it's kind of like it's just like a, a modern Groundhog Day kind of deal, hmm. but not not really funny. It's more sort of like, oh my god, what the hell's going on in this? Ooh. It's it's really quite good though. I genuinely recommend it. And plus, the actress in it, I can't remember the name of. Um, she popped up in something, or I saw her in something not too long ago, um, and she was amazing as well. I'd just like to point out, I'm a fucking liar. None of that's happened. No. <laughs> So it's not uh, in addition um, to Taika Waititi and uh, Christy Wilson Carnes. Leslie Headland is developing a seri- a Star Wars series for Disney Plus. So any them- clues as to what that's going to be? Uh, according to this, um, it doesn't say. It just says uh, which adds to a growing list of Star Wars stories for Disney streaming platform, including The Mandalorian, now in post-production for season two, and two other previously announced series. One based on um, Andor's life prior to the events of Rogue One, and another following the adventures of Obi Wan Kenobi between Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith and Star Wars: A New Hope. So it says fuck all. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know that the the Cassian stuff was supposed to be. Um, you know, it's got like a spy, the sort of grimy underworld sort of thing of the rebellion. I thought that was a, a, but that's been in talks for ages. That's been in talks since like Rogue One came out, basically, which is like what three years ago, four years ago. Fucking hell, yeah, so, it probably is about that long. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose Disney Plus is kind of the, especially with the Mandalorian on there now, is if they want to build up this kind of like, what's the point in putting it on a network? Yeah, make it for their own fucking well, platform. None of it's going to be on anything else, is it? Well, there's no point now, no. Now that Plus is up and no doubt making a redonkulous amount of money for them. Oh, yeah. Lots of fucking money, if we're going to be honest. Well, yeah. But it's um, it's good. And also, as of yesterday, um, Rise of Skywalker is also now available on Disney+. Plus. I haven't seen it since I saw it at the cinema. I haven't watched it so again since. I'm going to give that a watch tonight, I think, mate. I? What was I going to watch? I said I was going to start something. Oh, bloody. Summit New York. Crimes of New York. New York crimes. Gangsters. The Irishman? Uh, no, it's something up New York. New York series. Well, <laughs> oh, it's not coming up, man. <laughs> Was it on Netflix or what? I think it's on Netflix, yeah. Oh, right, okay. Well, I think I, it's like Crimes I, of New York or something. Right, okay. Um, I, it's I, meant I, to be really, really good and like super fucking violent. 
Mm. Um, nah, it's not coming. I don't know. I'll find it. Um, I have been watching season two of Afterlife, though. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. Really? Yeah. It's it's as good as season one. So far, I'm only like four or five episodes in. It's as good as season one. However, yep. I still think it didn't need a second season. But I suppose, you know, if if it's if it's something that works and you think you can make a good second season. I mean, Ricky Gervais has proven that he can make multiple seasons. I don't think you'd want he'd be like, oh, this is the show. Now I'll, I'll, now that people like Derek, I'm going to do 48 series of this, yeah. seasons of this. You know, he's just going to be like, we'll, we'll do it until I feel comfortable. And yeah. then that'll do. So if he feels like he's got another series or two in him, a season or two in him for, for Afterlife, then... I'd say probably it's probably easier to do something that works and that you're already invested in yeah. than it is to start something else from scratch. So I suppose so. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. But I, I, I'm always curious as to what work he's doing. Apparently, he was supposed to be. Well, I, I guess he's not at the moment. But um, a friend of mine, she was going to see him touring, like and he, doing his new show. And I would love to see him live. Because man, I've seen his stand up so many fucking times. They are really, really well put together. I mean, there's if you listen to his XFM shows, yeah, like because pretty much all of them are on YouTube. A lot of it sort of like is it's spawned from those kind of conversations or whatever for that you know for some of his material. Mm. But it's 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 his delivery. It, it's kind of got that sort of like I think it's just what really good sort of stand up comedians do. Like Peter Kay has been doing the same routine for about thirty two years. And the fucking rest. But the way he performs it, even though you know every joke and every punchline, it's it's the delivery. That's what still makes it funny. I don't find him funny. Peter Kay, yeah. really? I, first time around, hilarious. But yeah. there's only so many times I can hear garlic bread. <laughs> I tell you what, right? Because I, I like I like Peter Kay. I think, I'm not really a big fan of um, Phoenix Knights, but I thought Max and Paddy had its... It's a bit sort of low. Max, brow, but Max and Paddy was quite funny. But, you know, it had its moments. It was still pretty funny. Um, but that Peter Kay thing, the show that was called That Peter Kay Thing, um, I, I maintain that that is still really, really quite good. Um, like, sort of, like, character acting for, like, different episodes. Um, but my mum bought me, like, his, like, Live at Bolton DVD or whatever. It, it, yeah. I have no idea how and when it came about, but I must have just been like, oh, I like Peter Kay. He's, he's funny. And then... She's bought me this Bolton DVD and it, I watched it. It was brilliant. Garlic bread, you know, singing the wrong <laughs> song lyrics, all that. And then she bought me like another one where it was like live at the Apollo or whatever. Yeah. And it's the same and like, one. She, she, she bought me like two or three and it's the exact same yeah, fucking routine. I did exactly the same with my granddad. Yep. He, like we had the, I think it was. Well, you the, bought his stand up and then he, he'd done the exact same routine when he was playing in Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> fucking awful. And it like. I remember, I distinctly remember, because I always use this in my fucking argument. There's a joke in, I can't remember which way around it is. Um, and he, it's when he's on the supermarket and they're on about like, when people have died. And it's like, and people always say the same thing. Like, oh, I only saw him the other day in Aldi or wherever. It's like, yeah, you hit by a bus, you'd have cows. Yeah. Like and, and he's on about the Grim Reaper. And he's like, what, what do you expect? The Grim Reaper following behind you. He's like, pushing the trolley. Uh, you don't need firelight. It's not where you're going, Carney Love. Yeah. And then in the other one, it's the exact same joke, but it's like, oh, you don't need a packet of Walker's Crisp where you're going. He just swaps the, the, the item. It's like, <laughs> that's not a funny fucking joke. 
wasn't a particularly funny joke <laughs> regardless, but it like I say, first time round, genuinely very laugh out loud funny because it's it's stuff that everyone is guilty of and everybody's done it. Yeah. But once you've heard that joke, it's not as funny because you don't go, Oh yeah, I do that. You go, Oh, I've heard this before. <laughs> it was in every trailer or in every TV yeah. show, the clips of it, on This Morning or whatever. This Morning. <laughs> but this is why I like comedians like Ross Noble, because like, he's sort of got like a bit of an idea of like A to B, but everything else he just makes up there and then. Ross he Noble. Just, he just comes a out. Fucking genius. And he fucking just... Fucking flaps. Mm. <laughs> 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 on his fucking head. But That's so good. What I love about Ross Noble is, though, he'll go and he's just like, he's like we, me, and my, me and my girlfriend have just bought a new cat. Um, it's brilliant. We've got him a little climbing house and stuff, and he like like sleep on my sofa and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he'll go on for a bit. And he'll start talking about something else, and he'll get onto, like, meat flaps. And then he'll get onto, like, adult diapers and this and the other. And he'll be like... What were we about? Oh yeah, I bought a cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like that was like three hours ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I've got funny. I'm looking at one of his DVDs at the moment called Unreal Time, which has two shows. One in um, it's like St James's Park or some Re- uh, Regent's Park, maybe. I can't remember. Um, but some sort of like outdoor amphitheater kind of deal. Yeah. And then the other one is uh, in in like a normal sort of like uh, big hall, like. A cathedral. I don't, I don't know. I can't remember exactly where they are, but the outdoors one was really kind of cool because it was like because he was saying he was just like, oh yeah, I've, I've not done something like this before. Um, and funnily enough, if you're watching, because I've seen those shows so many fucking times now, but you know now it's gotten to the point where I'm watching watching a stand-up comic doing like live, real-time, observational, like working with the crowd kind of humor. Yeah. I'm so used to what's going on. I'm listening to the directors, like I'm listening to him talking over it instead. Yeah. And he was like at the start of the the commentary, he was just sort of like, "Oh, you know, I'm just I'm not really used to doing this sort of stuff. I'm sat in a sat in a little booth, uh, you know. Oh, what's this fucking got some fucking stain on my jeans? <laughs> it's like he's got some yogurt on his jeans or whatever. And then he was talking and talking, and the show sort of goes on. But then halfway through the show, sort of thing, like he's been just plowing through and one of the dudes in like the front row um pours him a glass of wine and leaves it up on the stage right and he comes over and he's like oh bloody hell thanks very much and he's just sat there he's stood there with uh um and then someone else leaves him like a piece of cheese so clearly like people are taking like picnics and stuff with them to eat whilst they're in this outdoor thing and he stood on the stage just sort of just walking around for a bit with a glass of wine and a piece of cheese everyone's laughing and then someone like hurls a piece of cheese at him like someone else right and it hits him in the leg and he's like oh fuck off and he's like he's in the booth going oh what that's what that stain on my jeans is (laughs) so he was wearing the exact same jeans that someone lobbed cheese at him (laughs) when he was doing this thing like months beforehand (laughs) like it's so fucking funny man (laughs) so good Ross Noble's a fucking genius I'd love to see, I'd, again, him, like Ricky Gervais, Sean Locke. I mean, I would like to see someone like Jimmy Carr because, like, the, as much as I prefer the sort of, like, the improv kind of thing, when people have got a routine that's absolutely precise yeah. and worked, you know, worked out. Someone like Bo Burnham. Yeah. Who's, yeah. like, so precise with everything they do and the delivery of every single joke is exactly the same. Um, I'd, I'd still want to see something like that, but 
It's when someone can come on and riff with something funny that happened in the crowd or someone tripped over and they'll keep on making jokes about it or something like that. I, I, that's that's talent for me, that is. Problem with Ross Noble, uh, me and Zoe was going to go and watch Ross Noble because he was playing at the Gatehouse in Stafford. <laughs> wow, he's taking a step but down. It, it was hell. one of the, uh, oh, what you call it? So, like, it's not, it's like practice testing out new material that kind oh, of okay, thing. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Like Lee Evans has done loads and Russell Howard and stuff, and they're usually free. Um, oh, so it's just sort of like oh, I've got fifty minutes of material and yeah. maybe fifteen of that I will actually use for a proper paid yeah. gig. Sort of and, and I'm, ass- okay, that makes I'm sense. assuming it's free because there's a very good possibility none of it's funny, <laughs> and that's, that's, <laughs> that's why so, they're yeah. there to test it out. Mm. So we were going to go Ross Nobles, the same thing, fifty nine quid a ticket. So we didn't go. I mean, I like Ross Noble. I really like Ross Noble. I ain't spending 60 quid to go and see him. Well, that's, it'd be 120 for both of us. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. But I'd rather spend seven quid on a DVD when it comes out dra- and not get the shit ones. I'd rather wait until it's just on Netflix. <laughs> I don't think he's done any Netflix specials. I don't know. There's a lot of stand-up that's on there. Like, There's a lot of Russell Howard stuff. I don't. I don't like. I him. like Russell Howard. He's he's very yeah. much the Peter K of this generation. But <laughs> yeah, I know. I, funnily enough, I know what you mean by that. But not in the way that he recycles jokes. <laughs> it's just very. He's just a sort of a boyish, very safe kind of yeah humor. Although, <laughs> which is which is fine, you know. But it's just I prefer thought behind it. There was you know sort of George Carlin, Bo Burnham man. Honestly, I don't know if you've got around to watching Bo Burnham specials or on Netflix, but they are fucking incredible. They're funny, but I, I, he's not—he's not up there in my. But his songs are just—they're incredible. He's very much like Tim Minchin. He's absolutely nothing like Tim. No, Bob no, 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 not in terms of talent. Just in terms of—he's a comedian. He does funny songs. And well, so what? So fucking no, no, Bill no, Bailey does, does the same thing. But <laughs> I don't like Bill Bailey. So, oh, I think no, right. I I loved Bill Bailey, but then he turned into right Twalock. Why? I don't know what he did. I can't even remember what happened now. But it, it was on Nevermind the Buscock. That's why he got replaced by Noel Fielding. He said some shit. Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay. Well, I didn't. I didn't know about that. But never mind. But um, I mean, he's still funny. It doesn't take away the fact that he's a very talented comedian. <laughs> but um, Noel Fielding's another let. Like I fuck me, well, you know, I love Noel Fielding, but mm. his stand-up is fucking dire. Well, that whole live thing that they did, what was it? Um, it wasn't like the Bush live. It was some. He did something for Channel Four, I think yeah, it was, with like a few um, other comedians. Yeah, it just it was just really not that good. The problem with people like Noel Fielding is. They're incredibly funny and they're incredibly witty, but like like Russell Brand, I really like Russell Brand if he's on a panel show mm. because like someone will say something and he'll say something and it's fucking hilarious, and you go, hey, he's actually really fucking funny. I'll watch one of his stand up. No, he's not very funny. <laughs> and it's like they need someone there to just bounce off. Oh yeah, I get that. I mean, I don't think that like you know people laugh at stuff I say but it's it's never something poignant or witty or observationalist that I've ever said it's always me 
being sarcastic, yeah. like to someone who said something stupid or, you know, I'm shouting at someone again, but it's always, it's always reactionary. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, I don't need to be super smart, but you know, I like being just the sort of the, the Jack D, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Where it's just like, yes, you're an idiot. You're a fucking idiot. And everyone knows now you're an idiot. I, I'm quite happy with that. That if, if we were to give ourselves comedian <laughs> personas, you are Jack D. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be fine with that. Jack D's a very funny guy. I, he's, he's a good he's, actor as well, yeah, actually, Jack Yeah, I like watching really old... Um, oh, Shooting Stars. Shooting Stars! I knew you were going to say that! Um, Shooting Stars. When Mark Lamar... Uh, Mark Lamar fucking... Oh, shit, what's his fucking name? What? I can't remember which one it is. Bob. Which one's Bob and which one's Vic? Uh, Bob's a short one. So Vic, when he he will be like when he does his introduction for Jack D, and then there's a, there's a YouTube video where it's just a compilation of all of the sh- the horrible things he says. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. I tell you what, though, speaking of Mark Lamar, that is a he is a very fucking good like reactionary comic. He is just sort of like coming up with shit on the fly. But he his problem. It's not his problem on stuff like. When he was on, never mind the Buzzcocks and stuff, a lot of the people who was on were funnier than he was. See, I disagree. Like, most of the shit I just... It's like, it's... The, it, usually anyone who's stupid or, you know, thinks they're actually better than they are sort of thing, like, it, I always got the impression that they would find those types of sort of, like... They'll be relevant for the next two months sort of yeah. thing and stick them on there just so that Mark Lamar can tear them apart for a bit. See, well, I know that Simon Amstel oh, kind of did the same thing. Hilarious. He he, he kind of did the same sort of thing, but he just wasn't quite as fucking vicious. I think he was. And I, really? I always remember one. It wasn't a particularly vicious one, but it had. Oh, I can't remember his name, but he was a fucking. And I'm going to say it, Dan. Cunt. He's a cunt. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he was from a band called Towers of London, who were like they basically. The singer of it was adamant they were better than the Sex Pistols, and they. Wait, is this a blonde? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I for the life like, of me, I can't remember his name. I know, I know exactly who you mean because he, he kept on like he was wearing sunglasses yeah. and he was trying to smoke in the studio, and they were just like, "Oh, oh, look at you smoking <laughs> yeah. indoors! Like you do something oh. you could legally do at 16. <laughs> <laughs> um. But it's like that particular episode, I fucking love that episode, just because I hate that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Simon Amstel <laughs> spends the entire thing just ripping into him. And Anthony Costa from Blue. Um, and yep. he's like, what did... Uh, so it says here, you wrote you wrote your songs. And he's like, yeah, we, we wrote all our songs. And he's like, which ones did you write? The? And? <laughs> 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 I really like Simon Amstel, but he was very... I used to watch Pop World on Channel 4 on a Sunday morning, and like it always had shit. It had like fucking busted on it and steps and yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But Simon Amstel was absolutely hilarious. And I remember... I thought that was Alex Zane. He did it yeah, like it after. Like, it was like uh, Simon Amstel and Makita Oliver, I think, used to do it, because I used to fancy it. Um, and then when they I recognize when they that, left Alex Zane... I don't know what she did after. I think she went out to like MTV or something like that. 
What's her name? Mikita, Mikita Oliver, I think it was. Oh shit! Well, she's it's pre-generated. Yeah, I totally yeah. remember her. But she was really sarcastic as well. But I remember, um, I remember because it's not a secret. Anyone knows me. I fucking love Fightstar. And when Charlie left Busted, um, him and sorry, I'm just going to tune out. Right? No, no, it's, it's quite funny. Um, they had like Charlie and uh, Dan from Fightstar on Pop World. And Simon just continually brings up busted through the whole thing because he's like, he's like, we were, like, we were happy, we were a family. <laughs> like you broke us up. <laughs> Charlie's like, he's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's done with now. And then he turns to Dan and he's like, so how did you like busted? And Dan's just like, <laughs> I, I fucking hated. <laughs> he's like, ah, oh. but really, are we ever going to find out who was David? <laughs> like, and like every opportunity. He'll, he'll, he'd say like a busted song as part of the question and stuff and you could just <laughs> see like Charlie fucking seething and then the song they were doing um, well I can't remember what it was called now but uh, that Makira Oliver she's like she says, it's got quite a silver silver chair style to it and, and Charlie's like he says, I, I, it's like one of my favourite bands and like Dan the singer from Silverchair is like my fucking idol and Simon Amps was like he used to be married to Natalie and Brulia. Now I'm back in. <laughs> and it was just like the most awkward interview in the fucking world. And he did one, I think it's the same episode, he did an interview with Avril Lavigne. And he's like really jovial and asking all these questions and she's just got like a hood on and she's just like typical angsty teenager. And every now and again the camera will just go to Simon and just go... Well, <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> there's a, there's a great Mark Lamar compliment uh, compliment eh uh, compliment compliment <laughs> compilation. <laughs> Fucking hell, I forgot I forgot language then. There's a great Mark Lamar compilation that every now and then it'll just I'll just start laughing to myself like oh man I've got to go find that again. It's the same as like shooting stars yeah. and stuff. It's something will just trigger something in my head and I'll be like. Oh, that fucking peanut song! Bloody hell! Or when like, have you seen the one where like, um, like Matt Lucas is buying a caravan from Bob Mortimer? Pr- probably. I'm pretty sure I've seen yeah. all of them. It's just it's it's clearly something that they just they just started recording or they, they just they planned it out and just went well this would be stupid enough to be <laughs> hilarious. And it's just like clearly they just they just like corpsing yeah just there and then and he just like Matt. Uh, Matt Lucas will ask a question and he'll go like boss nass you're like, <laughs> yeah, <I> <laughs> <laughs> and like Bob's just pissing himself trying to like carry this whole thing on like shit like that will just come to me like after five years of never seeing it and just going oh what happened to that bloody video there's a, there's a Mark Lamar one that's great which is it's usually him just absolutely tearing people apart or like when he'll just be like um, oh is this person uh, it's <laughs> like the um, one of the, the hottest singers, like the leadest, uh, the lead singer, one of the most famous um, uh, bands in the world's Destiny's Child's friend, <laughs> and then it's like not Beyonce. It's like one of the other ones. <laughs> so like he, he built the whole thing up as if it was beyond, and then it's just like and it's her friend. <laughs> it's just like the other one. <laughs> it's so good. I'll find that for you after as well. What, as well. what always re- reminds me of you. And it'll just come again. It'll just come randomly. Is Captain Cabinets? <laughs> <laughs> Why? 
<laughs> I love that song. Sorry, I, I, I can't even remember what it was. It was like some point last year. And I remember laughing to myself because it just came into my head. And I was just like, uh. Right. And so he was like laughing at And I was like, Captain Cabinets, Captain Cabinets, will he get out? Can he get out? And I turned to Zoe for her to go, of course he will. And she went, what? what? <laughs> I mean, have you never seen Shooting Stars? She was like, what? I was like, that's not from Shooting Stars. That's from the Mighty Bushi. Sorry, just going to talk about Shooting Stars. Um, I was like, I've never seen Mighty Bush. She's like, yeah. I was like, how, how did you, did, not, did you know not know this? Like, I don't remember all the stupid songs. I was like, they were crimps. <laughs> they wasn't songs. <laughs> and it was like one an episode, and it was like six episodes in the first. Do you remember when they when the Sugar Puff monster? did a crimp and they went if we're talking sort of season three no, I, I, no it was it was on the live show so like on, on a on a, oh, no, then I a real life advert on on the tv sugar puff did a crimp and like they were like fucking livid <laughs> and then on, on one of the live shows they did like the like the ultimate motherfucking crimp or something like that and it's like right. fucking 17 minutes long <laughs> it's dead funny That's too much and then, like at the end of it, they they tear them. They've got like a somebody dressed up as the Sugar Puff monster, and they oh, rip his head off. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fucking good, though. I love the live shows of the Boosh. Um, there's yeah. one where uh, I think it's the first one. It it's not the Sailor Tour once. I think it's the first tour, and Bob Fossils. They're on about like what they've been doing in between the TV show. And uh, Noel's like, oh, I've been uh, doing this, been doing that. And he turns to Julian Barry and he's like, well, so what, what have you been up to since uh, since the, the telly show? And he's like, oh, I've been uh, I've been doing like dramatic arts and like insightful reading. Um, mm. I've actually got some uh, some big hits coming out pretty soon. <laughs> I feel it was like, that's weird because. I saw you in a skip in your underpants eating a baguette. <laughs> it was like it was method acting. He's like the baguette looked like it was quite mouldy. He's like, yeah, <laughs> I've got some. Uh, what was it? He's designing some croquet chestnut golf club socks or something like that. He's like, oh, we've got many. You got many coming out. He's like, yeah, nutmeg. <laughs> it makes like no sense. But then Bob Fossil comes out. And he's like, Bob, we haven't seen you for ages. And he's like, oh, I've been in America. I've been filming a new detective show. He's like, oh, it's, what's it called? He's like, Big Leg. He's <laughs> like, Big Leg? What's that? And he's like, it's a detective with a big fucking leg. <laughs> and but they, they, they get into the actual show and Noel and Bob Fossil are like really close together. And Bob's talking and talking and talking and talking. And then Noel just cuts him off and he's like, you're spitting all over me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I th- I prefer the live shows to the to the actual series. I love the My Boosh, but th- the live shows, are because so, it, it's basically if me and you put on a show and we've got it all planned Don't out. Don't put us in that category. And it just, no, just in terms of nothing goes right. <laughs> oh, I see. Right. Okay. It was so good. I remember when we founded the Mighty Boosh. Not founded, but nobody knew what it was but us. Yep. BBC Three, yeah. bringing in videotapes. Good fucking times. Now look at it. Yeah. It's dead. <laughs> it's still on Netflix, It man. is. And um, I got really excited because Noel Fielding put on Instagram the other day. Um, they were doing a showing of the Boosh. And I misread it as, like, 
it's a new season. It... I don't think it'd work anymore. I, th- I think it's missed that weird, like, sort of surreal window. It... I, I just don't think it would. It would be either pretentious or ridiculous. At the time, there was like, nothing like else. shooting stars when they when they brought shooting yeah. stars back. It just wasn't as good. It was nowhere near as Thing good. Is, you've got like the likes of like Celebrity Juice and that now that fill that void, and it's more. It's not as madcap and like random, but it's it's celebrities getting the piss taken out of them. Yeah, I still don't I like, like it though. Celebrity at, juice. At least, at least with shooting stars though, it was just it was just it wasn't slapstick at anyone's expense. Really, it was just sort of like you know, just it'd be a really good joke, and then like Vic Reeves would sort of walk around <laughs> the front of the desk, <laughs> and he's got a big like plastic marrow on his foot <laughs> and he's like I was laughing so much my foot's turned into a marrow and then he'd just like go back around the desk and that was it like they must have just got fucking out of their, their out of their yeah. minds smashed the night before and just be like what's let's just get a bunch of props from the BBC and just take them all in and put them all into the desk and just whatever we can work into a show let's fucking but do that it's it's funny because when you when you see it happen you remember it like when you first saw it Oh, if yeah. that show didn't exist and it came out today, it, I don't think it. I don't think I would. I would find it as funny. Maybe not. I mean, it was because I think it was just silly and slapsticky. Yeah, we were like and fucking eleven when that came out, <laughs> or something like that. Younger than that, man. It was like mid nineties. Yeah, so you'd have been twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> You're on for me. No shit. <laughs> but I, I remember like. I remember watching. I mean, this is this is mainly a PVPPS. What this is now, this isn't a podcast. No, anymore. yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> but but I, I remember, I had a a VHS of Shooting Stars. I think it was just like you must have just been like when you could just get a couple of episodes on a yeah. VHS cassette, maybe. Um, and my mom had a, a rowing machine in her room because we just got it for exercise, like cardio, basically. But she also had a TV in a room with a VHS player. So I would just sit and watch. I mean, bear in mind, I also had like all the Star Trek movies and all the Monty Python films all on VHS as well. So I would basically just sit on this rowing machine, sort of like absent-mindedly, like a, like someone in a mental hospital, maybe just sort of just slowly rowing backwards and forwards, <laughs> watching Monty Python for two and a half hours. Like that's creepy. If you, if if you film that and just put it on fast forward, it would look terrifying. But I, I remember watching Shooting Stars when, um, like, it was it was just it was coming out, and I think I just recorded it off the TV yeah. as well. I must have done, and just doing that same thing, just doing that, just watching Shooting Stars while <laughs> <whilst> rowing. <laughs> Not many people could say they've done that. I don't though. think anyone could say. That. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Anyway, I think that's enough, sir. I think so, mate. We're going to go and do a PVPPS directly after this, which is exclusive only for our patrons. So hello to you. Hello to everyone, in fact. I don't think I said that at the start, but I bloody miss you. And I've had a little check on the wall, Callum, and no new no new comments on there, which is a shame. But um, we hope you're all enjoying, firstly, the content. We know you're not. <laughs> don't even worry about it. But secondly, the isolation station is still up on there. Um, so feel free to have a look. There's some... Um, some cheeky where's wally kind of things and spot the difference type of pictures as well as some sort of different websites and bits and pieces you can go on and keep yourself occupied during this difficult period we'll be adding more as well um, 
yes, indeed. Busy. Indeed. Speaking of busyness, though, um, what is going to be coming out over the next week or two on the old well, channel? Well, we have a we have another convinced Cal. Um, indeed. If you if you didn't watch the previous one, go watch it and then check the new one out. Uh, it's basically a series where Dan tries to convince me that a game that he likes is good. And spoiler alert, one of them's a winner. <laughs> there we go. But as of there's only two videos so <laughs> <It's> far. 50-50. <laughs> yep. You'll have to just guess which one it is. Um, we also have we have a new series. Um it hasn't actually got a title yet, but it's basically Reddit 5050. Um when this recording when this episode goes up, sorry, we will have done two episodes of that. Um one with me and Zoe and one with me and Dan. Um, there's some more gameplays and other stuff, such nonsense as well, but I can't think off the top of my head. That's fine. Um, we'll, we'll leave it at that, I think, and we'll crack straight onto the PPPPS. So to everyone out there, thank you very much. We hope you're keeping safe. We hope you're keeping your bloody distance and enjoy all the sushi that you can <laughs> get your hands on when all of this is over. I, I can't stop thinking about sushi and pate. I hate I don't know both why. of those things. <laughs> I fucking love pate. I got really annoyed with myself, almost to the point where I screamed, where I was having pate on toast yesterday. And like you sort of like, it's just sort of like a shit Morrison's one, but it's the only one I can get at the moment, you know. And I'd like cut a section out and like stabbed it so I could like lift it out of the pot and put it on the toast and dropped it on the floor. Where it belongs. And I just looked at the floor and just went... Mm, <laughs> and then I still picked it up Aww. and put it on my toast because I was like, that pate is not going in the bin. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not on my I watch. Pate. I don't like fish, so... <laughs> I think, I'll tell you what, if, if pate was like a little bit airier, like a, like a sort of like an aero yogurt kind of Ugh. deal, I could I would probably eat that with a fucking spoon. My sister loves pate. I love it. I fucking I hate it. it. Sprinkle some bacon croutons in. What I'm going to do is, I I was telling my manager this the other day, right, but I'm going to find somewhere in Manchester that does, like, premium pâté and have, like, the best pâté on toast that's ever been consumed before. That's what I'm going to do. That's my mission after this is all over. Well, it's not burnt for a start, so... (laughs) My house isn't on fire. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say it's probably better than it, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, we'll see you later. Bye, Zs. <laughs>